Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority, discussing topics in Android every single week. This is episode 11 of the FDP. This time, we're talking about Chrome OS. Well, we did see a lot of announcements this past week, around April Fool's Day, about some Chrome ecosystem products that are coming out, including the Chrome Bit by Asus, uh, or with a partnership with Asus, I should say, and a couple of Chromebooks and an updated Chrome OS that now will be able to take a tool that will allow you to test Android on Chrome OS. Uh, We talk about whether or not Chrome OS is a sustainable ecosystem, especially for the types of people that we are in the world that we have with PCs and Adobe Photoshop and Premiere Pro and all these things, and whether or not we would be able to convert to Chrome OS or to a Chromebook per se. Now, the only person on the panel, I'm joined by the usual panel this week, is Jonathan Feist that has a Chromebook. He's the only one in the group that has one. And Uh, He gives us a rundown of how he feels about the Chrome OS and how he uses it on the daily. And then we kind of pontificate on whether or not we would be able to dive into that particular ecosystem. Uh, We have a double feature today because last week's technical difficulties made me have to find some extra solutions and release last week's episode today as well. So you're getting two episodes today and I hope you enjoy them. Uh, Some changes down the pipe are going to happen with the Friday Debate podcast. Nothing too drastic, but we will let you know what that is in a specialized episode by me probably for about five minutes letting you know everything that you can do to add your voice to the FDP, not only on social media, but in plenty of other places across the internets. Um, With all of that, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, make sure you hit the card on the side and you'll be able to head on over to the Friday Debate podcast post at androauthority.com to find all of our social media links. You'll also be able to find uh, where you can get the podcast in other formats other than YouTube, like on Stitcher and iTunes and Pocket Cast. And those are, of course, the best ways of listening to the Friday Debate Podcast. Without any further ado, this is episode 11, Chrome OS of the Friday Debate Podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. You know, guys, I would love to change the world, but they won't give me the source code. Really? <laughs> That's how we're going to start it? <laughs> Every single week, we're going to get a nice start from Joe. Yep. <laughs> that is my new goal. I'm going to start off the, the podcast every week with a with a really stupid joke. I think we should have considered the um, weekly topic th- uh, to be uh, – why do they have to keep ruining, you know, TV shows and things from the '90s and making and remaking them? I think that would be a great non-Android-related topic. Well, that's also what they're doing with movies all the time, right? Like they're remaking, yeah, pretty much. They're remaking yeah, a bunch rebooting. of Disney movies and stuff like that. Um, I remember seeing uh, Saturday Night Live; they made fun of that whole notion. And oh, you're talking about with The Rock? The Rock? Oh my god! It was yes, the best. that was hilarious. <laughs> Basically a gun-toting Bambi, like, you're not going to shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I saw that. Uh, they are. They... Up oh, go, oh, go ahead, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, already starting. It's already starting. Everyone on the Friday night oh, yep. so nice. <laughs> um, no, I saw a post on Google Plus that someone was like, oh, man, they're rebooting all these TV shows. They should reboot Firefly. And like the first comment was, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. I know. The one show that might it. actually be... <laughs> Well, what uh, what TV show would you want to see rebooted? I don't, I don't, I don't know if anyone even has an answer to that because it's like, I don't do think we... I want to see anything rebooted. I'd like to see new things, new ideas. <laughs> yeah, right. Did Did you hear that? Um, I think it was yesterday. Uh, Netflix is exploring. Um, I kid you not. Um, a spinoff of Full House. <laughs> Oh yeah. oh yeah, Fuller House. Yes. Yeah, I yep, saw Fuller that. House. Yeah, uh, that that's what made me think of this. It's like I read that earlier. I was like, "Are you serious?" And it's been really ridiculous. I mean, Scream is being turned into a TV show. Uh, if you guys didn't know that, no, nope. Um, yep, no they're idea. turning Scream into a television show. Um, yeah, it's just getting ridiculous. <laughs> I would you okay. See, like, I, I would be down for Fuller House if they let Bob Saget be himself. <laughs> you know, he's actually a super vulgar guy. Like he's. He's not the kind of guy you would you would want as your dad. Let's put it that way. Like, <laughs> yeah, this this is the bitter years. After another twenty years, that you just turned sour yeah, the, into that character. Yeah. <laughs> it should just bitter be super middle aged house. 
It should yeah, just be like super so. meta. Like all of the Full House characters are acting like the actors who had to play the 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 characters in Full House, and they're all bitter about <laughs> about having been a part of Full House. Man, there'd be a lot of drug use in that. You know, that, that, that could actually be a reality TV show. Like, uh, you know, have a uh, all the different sitcom characters like get together in a house. That could I could see that working. Yeah, you know, from all the different things like from Family Matters and all of them, and just put them all in a house together. I think that's a good idea. I think we should pitch that to someone. <laughs> well, they, well, they're rehashing a lot of ideas, also, not just like revamping or re or or reviving them. Like, isn't there a CSI now that's about the digital age? Like, there's a there's a CSI that deals with like hackers and stuff like that. I think it's like CSI. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the name of it. Oh yeah, my god, I, I don't remember the about. name. Like. Oh, and I, I shudder to think just how inaccurate they get with uh, like tech pop culture, like like oh, like how Law and Order man. always messed it up, you know? Like they always had freaking Ice T be the guy who didn't know what technology was. Is like, why would you put your, why would you tag your own location on that photo main? Like <laughs> the worst Ice T <laughs> impression ever. ever. <laughs> okay, Josh, you were on a ten minute ban from doing impressions. <laughs> <laughs> I will gladly take the cone of silence. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, we're back into it this week. Um, our topic, as you probably are seeing on the uh, title of this, and we have a double feature today because since I had trouble with the audio from last week's episode, I'm actually just going to release two episodes today. So I hope all of you guys are really happy with that. Um, last week's episode was super fun. It turned out to be like 90 minutes long, and we just went on <laughs> tangents all day about sci-fi stuff. <laughs> I listened to it. Yeah, back. It, it was, was a super nerd fun. fest. It really was. <laughs> you, could, you put a, a room full of nerds to talking about IT stuff what, or sci-fi stuff. What else did you think was going to happen? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this week we're actually going to delve deeper into a topic that last week we kind of touched upon, and that was cloud computing. But uh, Google is obviously uh, really going all, not really all in, but they're they're really supplementing the Chrome OS, the Chrome ecosystem. Uh, even though a lot of these announcements happened on April 1st, which everyone was taking everything with a grain of salt. I don't know if you guys got um, got got caught by any of the April Fool's jokes. Did you guys? No. I thought uh, we were supposed I to just not log in that day. Stay <laughs> offline. Yeah. I followed them, but uh, yeah, I mean, most of them are pretty obvious. They don't do a very I, uh, good job of making it. Oh, sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. I came really close to believing one of them, and that's because it was posted on April second. What uh, was that? Uh, it was the the Walking Dead gets canceled for some reason or other. Uh, like I didn't I, I didn't read the whole post. It was just like the the guy the director guy or something's like on Twitter or Google Plus or something. It's like oh yeah, the Walking Dead's getting canceled, but they like it was posted on April second. So I took it seriously for a second. And then I saw it was a repost. And I went back at the post. And it was April first. And I was like, uh, screw you, <laughs> assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Who posts April Fool's jokes on April 2nd? Well, did you it's see like the... giving out, It's like giving out Christmas presents on New Year's. Merry <laughs> Christmas! It's next year, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you guys see the Motorola April Fool's joke? I, yeah, honestly... I think that's hilarious. I think they should have done that, for real. <laughs> exactly. I think a lot of people would have bought it, honestly. There are, some, there are some people who would buy those, actually. I'm sure there are. What, what you... was it? I, I missed it. Uh, so it's a selfie took, stick. Uh... I, I, know, I know Josh oh. was disappointed he couldn't buy one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hate selfie sticks with a passion. Like, that's you, why I said it. <laughs> the, only, the only thing you need to do is go to a, uh, to a museum and you'll see everyone with selfie sticks almost toppling over all of the artifacts or the the, the art and stuff. But basically, um, uh, the the Motorola April Fool's joke was Moto Maker now has a selfie stick option, and you can get like a bamboo one, a leather one. <laughs> yeah, it was all customizable. And did I'm you, not did you guys... it looked kind of cool, like in leather. Like I thought that was kind of funny. Did a you see the selfie uh... stick for all your BD- BDSM? <laughs> Fifty shades of selfie stick. There it is. <laughs> Did you guys uh, see the uh, Samsung's one? No. no what what the, was Samsung's one? I didn't even see uh, the other one. You they, didn't see they that? Called uh, the the, gal- they called the it the Galaxy, Galaxy Note Edge. Or no, the uh, six edge, the no, Galaxy no. Blade Edge. It was oh, a knife. Yeah. It was a smart oh, yeah. knife that uh, mm-hmm. had a sharp edge that could cut through things and that it supposedly was stronger than steel and some kind of ceramic. And it was 
Yeah, it was it was crazy. They actually went really detailed in like explaining the software and like it had knocks protection to make sure you don't cut your fingers and it was pretty crazy. Knocks protection for your fingers. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty detailed fingers. last year. They were, yeah. They 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 tend to yeah. be. Samsung tends to go really overboard. <laughs> Google oh, does the most, but Google's none of them are really like that. Like they're all pretty quick you know they don't go into a lot of detail they're just here here it is and oh. they're little things easter eggs you know like the pac-man thing on google maps uh the last one we'll talk about before we get into the topic but did you do you guys want do you guys use time hop at all Mm-mm. i used to i stopped because i just <laughs> made you depressed <laughs> a little bit yeah my post from five years dude my post from five years ago were really bad i was looking at myself i'm like man i was everything i currently hate about the internet five years ago <laughs> oh yeah no same here i was i was a immature little jackass back in the day posting like, song quotes and vague booking <laughs> oh this person made me so mad today i wish i could walk back to five years ago and slap myself right across my face like well, you were going to grow up and get over this immediately the one that i the one that i don't really like are the um so when I was in college, I had my first long-term girlfriend. So some every now and then, I'll see like five pictures of just me and my ex. And, and they're like super corny and super campy. And those are the ones where I'm just like, I kind of think I want to uninstall this app now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's got to hurt re- right deep down, huh? In the feels, right? Um, <laughs> not only, not, not just because of that, but because, you know, I mean, what, who is this guy who's like super cheesy and wants to show the world? Like, I'm so not that person anymore. Thank God. And I'm, and thankfully I'm dating somebody now who's not like that either. Just stay real. Like, <laughs> stay real. Um, but the uh, time hop, April Fool's joke was called Time Book. And uh, they said, "Oh, now there's a now there's a brand new way of looking through your past." And then it showed just the link or the picture of you clicking on one of the years in the Facebook timeline, <laughs> and they're just like, uh, "This is Time Book, everybody!" And they made like a huge deal about it. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, all right, so we are jumping into the Chrome OS ecosystem right now, and <clears throat> so Chromebooks, Chromecast, and now Chromebit. Uh, a number of these, uh, aside from Chromecast, a number of these announcements did happen on April Fool's Day, which is why we went on that tangent, but uh, they're real. They are absolutely real. And I will admit, when it came to the Chrome bit, which we'll get into a little in a little bit, uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, I actually thought that it was fake. Like, to, to, to create a small little dongle like that for an HDMI TV, HDMI-capable TV, TV, rather, and all of a sudden have a working PC there, that's something we'll get into in a little bit, but I personally did not think that that was like a viable, um, like, like, like peripheral to have. But the first thing I wanted to get into, because I know that we're all going to have positive feedback on this, is you all have Chromecast, right? Yep. Yes. All right. Chromecast. Yes. Chromecast isn't not one of the greatest things Google has ever invented, unless someone's actually going to uh, disagree with me on that. <laughs> I uh, use mine all the time. Yeah, and I actually course, never I, use. I'm mine, a cable but I, cutter. Yeah, yeah, I never use mine either. What? <laughs> but, I, but I like knowing that it's there. Yeah, <laughs> it's used on rare occasion. It's on the bedroom TV, but we don't really use that TV that much. Well, what do you uh, use in to, lieu of it then? Um, Roku. I'm oh, a horrible person okay. like that. I, I like my Roku. I I. I I don't know. I just I like having a remote. I'm sorry. I just do. <laughs> I can't get over that. I like remotes. The thing is, it's, <laughs> I want be- it's real like... buttons. <laughs> it's it's like, like my... you with the. Uh, it's like you, uh, Josh, with the uh, physical keyboards. You know, it's. I, I like to have the I like to press the buttons on a remote. I can't help it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, well, it's become like my lifeline. You know, I the TV in my room is used for PS4, which is funny because I don't really use the PS4 for um, like Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff, mainly because it it heats up the room like a mother. Like it's that when that mm. fan is going, the room just gets really hot. So the Chromecast is a much better solution for that. But even then, I didn't I didn't have my Directv uh, connected to my TV for a long time, and I didn't need it because I would just watch Hulu or watch Netflix on it. And it's just as easy as hitting that icon on the Android operating system, you know. But Joe, you don't use your Chromecast at all. Uh, no, not really. I mean, I use it to like test apps and stuff when the when the situation calls for it. But like um, on my main TV, I have my Xbox One and a cable box and an Xbox 360 and a Nintendo Wii U. So I mean, if I can't get to what I'm going for <laughs> using one of those devices, um, Chromecast isn't the solution. I need a lobotomy. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> and then, you know, my, uh, the other screens in my house, you know, I got my laptop or my, yeah, my laptop, my computer upstairs, my, uh, tablet, which has, you know, it's the NVIDIA shield tablet. So I got the, something just broke. Sorry about that. <laughs> I just dropped, I was messing around with like a, a screw and I just dropped it. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, every, everything, you know, I just, I don't need it. Everything is already connected to the internet in the ways that I need it to be. And uh, the one thing that I would wish what had Chromecast support doesn't, which is uh, the Funimation app where oh. I watch all of my anime. You don't use like not... Crunchyroll or? Yeah, it's like Crunchyroll, but it has smaller, you know, uh, a more specific set. Funimation is um, a, a studio. They do yeah, voiceovers yeah. and, you know, they do a lot of dubbing and subbing and stuff. So uh, the stuff that they dub and sub, they have uh, licensed for. So they. I can't, it's the first time I'll ever be able to ask a anime related question: dubbing or subbing? What's better? Dubbing. Really? Yes, and there's a reason. There's a reason for it, and because you know, I know, like for the authentic experience, you want the subs. But the thing <laughs> is, is that you know, if I'm sitting there and my you know eyes are at the bottom of the screen reading the text, I'm missing what's going on at the top of the screen. So, like, you know, it might be, like, something subtle. You know, a lot of animes do that little, like, subtle stuff sometimes where it's just, like, a quick wink or, you know, it's, like, three frames and you just see the wink. And But I'm missing it because he's saying something and I have to read what it freaking is. So, I like the dubs, at least when the dubs are done well. Um, That's yeah, the like, problem is they, they aren't most of the time, buddy. <laughs> they, a, a, they tend to be horrible. A lot horrible. of the time. They do. Like, Full Metal Alchemist had really good dubs. Uh, Fairy Tale has really great dubs. Um, dude, Dragon Ball Z had really terrible dubs. Uh, Holy crap, that show. <laughs> Joe has never sounded more gangster than right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> got good dubs, man. <laughs> How about you, Feisty? So you are you are uh, of the Chromecast army like me? Oh, I thought you were asking about dubs and subs. The subs, man. Come on. Subs, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was leaning towards, too. But yeah. <laughs> Screw you guys. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I use the Chromecast all the time. Now, here's the thing. I'm still kind of in my, my transition, my move from Canada to the, to the U.S. So a lot of my stuff is still in storage in Canada. My PlayStation, my you know DVD player, stereo system, all that stuff is still up there. So I've just got a little TV and a Chromecast and... Uh, for what little I use it, uh, it, pretty much if the TV's on, the Chromecast is being used. Okay. So, obviously, we have the Chromecast taking... So, okay, the cloud, which is such an odd term to use sometimes because it's like that that, that, that movie that Jason Siegel was in. No one understands the cloud. And then, <laughs> um, So, essentially, you have your smartphone. You're already streaming from the cloud. You're already streaming your media. Then you hit a button, and then it sends that same signal to a different peripheral into your TV. You know that's that's kind of the whole basis of cloud computing: being able to have everything either stored in the cloud or coming from it. Now, now we move into the PC base, which is what the crux of our uh, our topic is. Feisty, being the one person in this chat right now that has a Chromebook. Can you convince us <laughs> as to why a Chromebook is a better solution than what PCs or Macs, if it happens to be, uh, we have now? No, I cannot. <laughs> so I'm what? going to try. Okay. But uh, so here's the thing I found with Chromebooks, and I, I spent a lot of time researching before I purchased mine. Um, I should have gone all out and gotten the Pixel, but uh, you know, budget dictated that wasn't in the cards. Uh, if you get one of the low-end, small, like 11-inch, 11.6-inch, I think they are, uh, Chromebooks, uh, unless you're looking for a tablet replacement, uh, it's not going to suit any of your needs. Uh, now, the Chromebook I got is the HP Chromebook 14. Uh, it's got one of the, the newer, bigger Intel processors. I mean, it's not much, but, uh, you know, 1.4-gig dual-core processor, and, you know, it... It's enough to get by. It, pl it plays 1080p video. I mean, it's it's more than enough for, for daily usage. Uh, but again, I spent the extra time. I spent the extra money. I got a bigger unit. Uh, it's a little bit more capable. Where did I go wrong? I got one with two gigabytes of RAM. And mm. uh, we'll let Joe jump in later and talk about RAM usage through Chrome. But uh, <laughs> let's just say it, if you're buying a Chromebook, get as much RAM as you possibly can. Uh, if there were ever a hate portion of this device, it's based on a lack of RAM. Okay, well, coming from the writing standpoint, and I guess, Grusha, you could you could give us your insight on this. Um, uh, 
coming from the writing standpoint, let's say you're not necessarily doing a whole lot of, let's say, video editing or photo editing or even gaming. Let's say gaming. Um, is this a viable... This is a viable laptop or, or computing system for somebody who doesn't do those other things. Do you, would you recommend someone use it over the locally processed, you know, like word processors or even like Evernote, uh, which in a way is a cloud computing platform? Um, is this a viable solution for anybody who doesn't do the creative types? Let me jump right back in there for one quick second. Although the Chromebook does focus on the cloud quite a bit, it does not need to. Uh, I mean, most of them come with a free year or two of, you know, 100 gigabytes of free Google Drive storage. I haven't activated that. I don't really need it or want it. I have other solutions, but uh, uh, there's this misconception that Chromebook is strictly the web browser and strictly for cloud operations. But it isn't. It has its own built-in file explorer, media players, calculator. You know, it has local apps that work offline. Mm -hmm. um, it has a text editor, and I mean, I would, I don't use it for writing for you know for Android Authority. I use Blogger or, or you know, our website for that. But the text editors are there; can be used locally off offline. Okay. Well, sorry. You... Go on. Well, I mean, even even with that in mind, even the fact that, and and that's true. There are some. There are some local storage slash uh, local localized work that can be done on a Chromebook, but uh, even given what is available in the Chrome OS itself, is it a viable solution for someone who's maybe used to the Microsoft Office ecosystem, for example? No. If you're dedicated to, and I encounter this all the time, people in my world, uh, Microsoft Excel, there's nothing locally that comes even close to comparing to Excel. Um, You'd have to go online, of course, uh, Google Drive, Google uh, Sheets, whatever it's called now. Um, but nothing locally, no. Oh, okay. So, Grushy, how do you feel about Chromebook and Chrome OS in general? Like, Because you are, you are primarily a writer for us. So does, mm -hmm. does, a, does a system like that appeal to you as someone who's not going to delve into anything graphically intensive? Um, yes and no. I mean, I've... I don't own a Chromebook, like you know, but I I have used them. Um, battery life, for the most part, tends to be. I don't know on your model what's the life, John, John, on your particular model, but I know it tends to be pretty good depending on what you get. I get about ten hours. That's it's amazing. Thinking. Yeah. Oh, wow. it, see, to me, yes, as a writer, especially like when we're at like events like CES, when my laptop was dying every like two hours. Um, yeah, it sounds amazing for basic stuff. And the reality is, the cloud computing. If you're in an area with reliable connection, most things you can do locally, you can do on the cloud. I mean, if you're a Microsoft person, there's what Office 360, you know, 365, and you know, there's there are solutions. You can still enjoy a full computing experience if you're willing to put things in the cloud. Now, not everyone's willing to do that, obviously. Some people either don't have reliable connections all the time. Although I think that's becoming for those of at least in major, you know, major countries, you know you know developing countries you know in europe and you know the united states it's probably less of an issue anymore honestly most of us probably have reliable access most of the time not all the time but most of the time um but i think it comes to more down to like people fearing privacy concerns and things like that to be honest you know mm -hmm. um so yeah would i would i use one yeah i've actually considered getting one um i uh and even though I'm a little bit leery about the whole low RAM thing, like Feist has mentioned, uh, like they have the um, new uh, Asus, uh, it's a convertible that uh, turns into a tablet basically, you know, folds back. I think it's kind of cool for, well, I think it's only like 250 or $300 or something, you know, like that. It's pretty cool for what it is. I mean, yes, technically Chrome OS isn't great for touch, but eh, I don't know. I, I, it kind of appealed to me. I thought it looked interesting because I like, I like the idea of convertible devices. None of them have really worked out very well, but I like <laughs> the idea of, you know, being able to converge things, you know? Okay. Um, Joe, what do you, what, what's your workhorse? What's your main computing platform right now? Um, I use Windows currently, and I, I think as, as uh, I told uh, the guys before we started the podcast, I was like, I, I really hope you guys can carry the lion's share because I really can't say much about Chrome OS. I've never... Uh, used it. I've, it's never been in my presence. Um, and that's mostly because, you know, I, I am a Windows user currently and um, it's, 
I mean, it's Windows. I don't know. I've never had a problem with Windows that other people have had. And it actually boggles my mind. He's like, oh, yeah, I get like 60 B-sods a day. Like, man, I looked at your Google Plus profile. You have a bachelor's degree in freaking computer engineering. And you get a blue screen of death on your computer and you don't know what's causing it? Like, hmm. I can I can speak to that, actually. I, I, I did... Uh... I did IT support for faculty and staff at my college, and from what I can tell, even people who are very savvy with computers, it's that's like that somehow that is separate from the part of people that will click on anything that looks cool on the <laughs> internet. Like, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't really understand it because the first thing I would do when I would go to computer science uh, professors, let's say like uh, desktop computer in their office, is I open up their first of all their browser's Internet Explorer for god's sake and then there are like a dozen different toolbars on it <laughs> i'm just like do you not read what what comes on the screen before you click anything that's what i kind of realized so so i will speak to that in the sense that it seems like those two worlds are separate somehow and i don't really understand why so but yeah not so, paying attention i guess but uh yeah yeah no like um I, I, cause, so instead of like talking about actual Chrome OS, like these, you know, like the other two guys have, um, I was going to go from the perspective of why I don't have a Chromebook yet. And it's simply because, you know, the, the unique nature of our work prevents me from doing so. Yeah. Um, I spent, um, a year in high school and a year in college learning Adobe Photoshop. I'm not leaving Adobe Photoshop. You know, I know like, oh, you know, GIMP's better at this or GIMP's free or, you know, FOSS and all that jazz. It's cool and all if you have never used imaging software before. But, you know, um, and and this is also true for, you know, Microsoft. M most uh, college educated people have taken courses on Microsoft Office. Um, anybody who's done any graphic design or video game design or, you know, uh, video editing stuff in college has used, you know, Premiere Pro and Photoshop and these really big, really heavy programs that you don't get on Chrome OS or even on Linux for that matter. And, you know, so when people ask me like, well, how come you just don't switch? It's because I have learned how to use this ecosystem and for me to change to a wholly different ecosystem without the tools that I, you know, currently use is literally a step backwards for me because I'm going to have to relearn, you know, I don't even know. Is there even a video editor on Chrome OS? Not that I know of. I know yeah, so... I literally Video couldn't editor, do my so job. Much, I don't think. Well, yeah, yeah could, there's some there's some online stuff, but there's no local editors. Like not a chance. YouTube editor. Yeah. Like. Well, yeah. you know, the reality <laughs> is, if you have a specialized job, yeah, that's not who Chromebooks. Chromebooks are meant to be your casual device. You know, most people who use them on a daily basis have no you know major need and if they do then they have two devices one they use for business one they use for pleasure you well know? they used to say that about <laughs> macs also that uh for the creative types macs are the end-all be-all type of ecosystem and then slowly windows sort of got that backing from adobe to the point where they got their own suite of great creative applications that aren't just for mac so i don't know maybe chrome os is going to make that leap one day well but I, obviously it's not gonna happen yet well and to be fair i mean if you have light needs uh for professional needs you know if you're not doing like a bunch of youtube videos if you're just like you know maybe quickly editing some you know a, a image or something you know adobe photoshop does exist now on chrome uh but it's it's a web-based version so it has almost all the same features though mm. you know and, and so but you have to have a also, connection doesn't it also cost money like per month like you can't just buy a license for it like, i'm that's, not that's the, i believe that's true i th i think yeah i think it is a monthly yeah, subscription I, i'm not 100 percent sure on that but yeah that's why i haven't gone to the creative cloud yet i still have the this i think it's like yeah CS6 it is you have to have like that's that. correct i just looked at yeah, it yeah so yeah. I, I mean and it's it, it's not like cheap either it's like what uh 20 bucks a month or something like 10 20 bucks yeah, a it's month not and you have to get like yeah it's it's not it's not user friendly, especially if you're like me and you, you know you went through the trouble years ago of buying you know you know CS5 or CS6 or mm. something, and then like oh yeah, I switched to Chrome OS. You can still use those tools online for fifty dollars a month. Like nope, sorry, like it's just well, not I guess my point isn't so much that it's it, it isn't so much that it's where we need it to be yet, but that it's possible. You oh know? no, it's definitely possible. And like you know, once Chrome OS starts getting those you know those hardcore tools, I will be much less of a you know one of the people that are against it so much. But, you know, currently, as, I mean, uh, I think we, I, I can't ever had this conversation with you guys on this very podcast or if I had it with somebody else. But, um, you know, I hear the, the thing that people say all the time that, like, most people can just switch to Chrome and be okay. And, um, <laughs> you know, because, like, and, and I think about that. And it's like, well, most people I know use Photoshop or they play games or, you know, they do something, have iTunes 
or something that you absolutely cannot recreate on Chrome OS. And I think, you know, the, the way that statistic goes is, you know, if every person does 10 things on a computer, nine of them could be done on Chrome OS and one of them could not. And it's that one of them could not part that really bugs me and that, and that really, you know, that keeps me away from the Chrome OS ecosystem. Cause like, even when I'm not doing work, I, you know, I still game. So like, I still couldn't have a Chromebook because it, it would be missing the one feature that I use on a personal thing that I, you know, that I can't also do on my desktop. Yeah, definitely. Like, is, is it, is it kind is it out of line to say that Chrome OS or Chromebooks <laughs> are somewhat supposed to be used as a supplementary piece you know, to your, let's say, desktop computer, your your hardcore desktop computer at home? Could, we see, I, could we see Chrome OS I, becoming like a desktop solution? I don't think that really looks no, like it. No, not yeah. right now. I, not in the way it's going either. Because like, even if it gets, because I know we're going to talk about this eventually, but I'm going to bring it up now anyway. Even if it gets full Android integration, Chrome OS still can't hold a torch to the kinds of things you could do on a, on an iMac or on a Windows desktop, or even to some extent on a well, I guess to a different extent on a Linux desktop, because I mean you have just so many more tools and so many more things that you can do. You know, like putting Chrome OS on a desktop is kind of like putting a V8 engine on a tricycle. Like it's just. <laughs> Like it doesn't make it easy. Like V8 engine needs to go in the car, and kids ride tricycles. So like it, it was just it just seems wrong. Like on too many levels to have a, a Chrome OS desktop at least right now. The, the you know, eight, obviously the I can't version of me is seething right now. Like <laughs> I would love that. That would be so cool. <laughs> you were riding. I, I think the more pertinent question is you were riding tricycles at eight years old. But was it eight or was it six or five? Whenever kindergarten was, uh, I remember at my at my school they had like a shed and there were just tricycles in there and we would just ride around the whole school. <laughs> that was really fun. Um, so yeah, speaking to the Android, um, let's say the the having Android on Chrome OS. Uh, as we say, as we see here, there is also the possibility, or rather, there's going to be a tool that allows Android apps to be used on Chrome OS for testing. For testing is the main word there. Uh, Feisty, do you have any Android-based applications on your Chrome OS at this point? No, not at all. Why not? Uh, I've uh, had no uh, because the ones that are there do not appeal to me. Uh, I don't use them on my Android device. Why would I use them on the Chromebook? <laughs> okay, fair enough. I didn't. Really yeah, that's that that's a big issue. A lot of the apps they have right now are, are they're missing a lot of the big ones. You know, it's a lot of the small ones. Well, what they do? What, what do they have? I thought they had Evernote and um, dang, what else was there? Like like the Google apps, right? They had Google. Well, Cloud. they have most of those apps as native apps. Like Google Keep, for example, has a native app. It's not an Android app. It's it's you know it's it's a Chrome OS app. You know, mm. um, as far as I'm probably should have done a better job of looking ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember what all they have for actual Android apps, but they're it's limited. A lot of the big things, like you know, your Facebooks and stuff, aren't there to my knowledge. You know, let's see. Available for yeah. okay. Well, let's look at it while Greshi's looking that up. There might be a a different angle to this. Then, if Chrome OS, uh, Joe already said that even if Chrome OS becomes even more Android-like, it still won't hold a candle to the to the full-on Windows and Mac desktops that we have, or laptops for that matter. Um, but would that would that further appeal to someone like you, Joe, or to even to, to any of you guys really, if? Android applications were natively supported in Chrome OS, so if gaming was an issue, maybe you might be able to throw on like Shadowrun on your on your Chromebook Pixel or Kotor. You know, you're not going to get any of the super new games, obviously. But what if that was a part of the ecosystem by in, in like a year? Um, it would uh, mitigate a lot of the the things I don't like about Chrome OS, but I think I don't think it would completely you know, get rid of them. I mean, yeah, I could still play games on that, but I, you know, at least for me, again, I can't speak for it. This is not speaking for everybody, just strictly me, but I have uh, one, two, three Android devices in my immediate re reach. And one of them is a tablet. Um, if I want to play an Android game, I have my choices. Mm -hmm. At least two out of the three of these devices are charged hundred percent at all times. So, you know, you know, I don't see the point of getting a laptop that does what my tablet does already, especially when I already have a laptop and a desktop. You know, it's just it, there's just no place for something like that to fit in because it's not well, really bringing anything new to the table. I think that's part of the problem, though, is we're looking at it from our positions as you know super nerds. You know, <laughs> um, not everyone is going to have you know 
a billion phones, you know, that none, none of them have SIM cards inside that, I, you know, you keep them next to you at all times. I'm not jabbing at anyone in particular. <laughs> Feist. Uh, but, you know, not all of us have 25 <laughs> smartphones all next to us at once and, you know, 80 tablets, you know. And so the reality is that uh, if you're a consumer, especially if you're a consumer in a either emerging market, which right now cloud's not a great – you know, it's still – you know, depending on where you are in an emerging market, you know, a cloud-based solution isn't the right solution yet, but it could be eventually. Anyway, or even if you just have a low budget, if you could get one device like that could convert into a tablet that could also be used as a laptop, that would probably be a pretty good, you know, savings proposition. If it could run everything that you that you need, you know, uh, on the Android side, and you could also had a little bit of desktop side because of Chrome OS. I don't know. I it it could be a good way to. Do everything at once and save yourself some money. You know what well, I'm saying? What uh, what applications, Feisty, are you waiting for to take Chrome OS to that next level on the Chromebook side of things? Good. Uh, none. I, I don't care. Now let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> Grushy makes an excellent point that I, I hadn't thought of. Is you know, if for example the entire Google Play Store were available for Chromebooks, that would yeah, that would certainly open up quite a bit. But I've gone the opposite route, and, and this was my purpose when I originally purchased the, this specific Chromebook. Uh, was I, I have installed and I run a, a little program called Crouton. What it does is it allows me to, not quite dual boot, but we'll just, for, for the sake of it, we'll say dual boot uh, with Chrome OS and then into just a, a Ubuntu. Uh, you know, there's different streams of Linux available, but, uh, you know, I'm using the precise pangolin or whatever it's called. Um, so I've gone the opposite route is instead of trying to bring in Android apps and focus and try and find ones that work there or even just apps through the Chrome Web Store, I've just got it, you know, it's a few keys on the keyboard shortcut and it, and it jumps over and I'm into a full, you know, full OS environment. And so I've got all the GIMP image editor and Skype, for example. Skype's a big one, if, if anybody was missing that. Uh, it, it's really hard to get Skype going on a Chrome OS, if you even can. Uh, nonetheless, I mean, there's this full OS in the Ubuntu and Linux. There's the Chrome OS, and then there's the Android apps. These devices are really becoming quite appealing, aren't they? Yeah, in a way, yeah. Well, the problem, though, is that the angle you're going with requires a lot of tinkering. It's not out of the box, you know, and that's not going to work for everyone. And for some of us, it might just be – even those who might be able to do it just for convenience sake, why do that when you can just buy yourself a, a Windows or whatever, you know, laptop, you know, and so it gets down to that. Uh, I do have a question, though, for you, Feist. Uh, so what would it take – and that's kind of the, you know – what would it take for you to not want to boot into the Ubuntu side? What what would Chrome OS need to do differently? It, basically, as you guys have already stated, it would need to support some more older and localized apps. Uh, now, I didn't learn Photoshop like Joe did. However, uh, I did learn uh, the GIMP image editor. And, yeah, that's you know I, I can't run it on the Chrome OS, and that's almost exclusively what I jump over to Ubuntu for. So, uh, so with not... that, with some, you know, again, the Chrome OS, uh, one other thing that really is shortcoming on it is the file explorer. Okay. It's there, it works, it functions, you can, you know, can zip and unzip folders and files and stuff, but uh, it's missing this one key little thing that I'm accustomed to doing is selecting a file or two or a hundred, whatever, right-clicking and saying properties. It doesn't exist here. It's just a basic, basic file explorer. It shows you your files, and you can do some copy and pasting. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that sort of stuff it is, is really where it falls short for me. Uh, can you get by without those? I mean, if you're comfortable in an Android device without a file explorer, then this won't bother you. If you're not doing any serious image, er, image editing, or you're comfortable using the online ones, uh, there's one called Pixlr, P-I-X-L-R. I mean, it's a great little app. I, I don't like it, but it's a great little app. Works fine. It, it's cloud-based, and you know, it, it's a Photoshop mini, so to speak. And uh, they'll hate me for saying that because they <laughs> believe they have more features than Photoshop. But yeah, that's another story. 
Uh. <laughs> so how do you guys feel about the Chrome bit then? It's uh, it's it's extending the Chrome OS into a larger platform per se. You you just put in that little dongle as it's called and put it into the HDMI port on a TV, and now you have a full working Chrome OS on there. Is is uh, saying that seeing that we understand the limitations of Chrome OS, is this is this a move that needed to be made? Do you guys think? Um, Let Frank... me channel Gary real quick. Sorry. Uh, Gary would say the Raspberry Pi is out there, and, and there's a few other like MIPS-powered devices and stuff that, that already do this. But sorry, go on, Joe. Um, <laughs> nice job channeling Gary there. I, I, next time, try the British accent thing. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. I'm no yeah. good at that. I won't even try. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the Chrome bit, uh, of all the Chrome OS devices that have ever come out, I think the Chrome bit is the one that makes the most sense. Really? I... I think I, I like that a whole lot better than all of the other ones, and the reason for it is because it's a form factor that is that is incredibly weak. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, we have the Chromecast and all that, but can you guys name like an Android stick or like another stick computer that has the kind of capability? I mean, from it's one of those things where like you know when you look at a Chrome uh, Chromebook, you know, you look at it from you know being on a, a Windows laptop or being on a desktop and looking down at the Chromebook. When you're looking at it from a computer stick perspective, you're looking up at the Chrome bit because the Chrome bit is, you know, functionality wise, far and above, like pretty much any other stick computer that you can probably think of. So, you know, at least in my, and that's just my opinion, by the way, <clears throat> but you know, in my, in, in my mind's eye, you know, if I'm going to have, you know, uh, Chrome OS anywhere, it would be on a little stick that I could plug in everywhere because, I mean, that's essentially what, you know, the, uh, Pen Linux or whatever it's called, Pen yeah. something. Something like that. I, yeah, I know what yeah something like that. that. Yeah. You know, I mean, that that's the reason why those things exist is because, you know, being able to transfer your entire computing environment from one uh, monitor to the next and you only have to carry your peripherals with you, like... That's something that seems like it's more suited for cloud computing than something like a laptop, which you can take with you anywhere, even in the offline places. So, yeah, I'm kind of going in circles at this point, so I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> well, um. it, it obviously has to do with your... Um, it, it obviously has to do with your, um, your, your use case, right? Because, uh, honestly... When I think of a little stick that goes into the into the TV, I'm thinking of the Chromecast because what's the main thing I want to do on a TV is enjoy media. Um, and yes, it would be nice to have maybe a few things that are that are work related on there. But if I already have a Chromecast and I have my smartphone already anyways on me, then that would be my use case is to just turn on Netflix or Hulu or YouTube for that matter. Um, so I, I suppose to me the Chrome bit just kind of seems like it's such a niche is what I think it seems like to me. Um, yeah, yes and, and no. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead, Joe. I was going to say, uh, you know, it. I can't imagine a use case that couldn't use something like the Chrome bit because, I mean, it's, you know, you have a little, like, say, Bluetooth keyboard or something you can type on with it. You can still go to Netflix. You can still engage in all of your media since it's all since it already has to be on the cloud anyway. So, you know, you just plug it in the back of the TV, connect to Wi-Fi, and boom, you have all of your music and all your stuff like that. And all you have to do is carry on like a, you know, a little app or a little uh, keyboard on you all the time, which isn't that bad. But, uh, you know, I can't imagine like, you know, being able to take that out and go to a friend's house and plug it in and, you know, you still have Hulu, you still have Netflix and all that stuff. It just seems like it would be more convenient, Mm. you know, regardless of the use case than having a a whole laptop to carry around. You just have this little thing and maybe a keyboard. Yeah, I do give uh, Asus a lot of credit though. They, the, Asus really does seem to be the company that really believes in what Google's doing. So they're usually the ones who first put out certain things like the Chromebook or in this case, the Chrome bit. Uh, I could see it working as a replacement to my Chromecast if I wanted that extra functionality, I suppose. Um, but you know, my own hope is that Chrome OS evolves to the point where you have Android apps working natively on there, for example. So if I'm in like a hotel room, I've been traveling a lot recently. Uh, if I'm in a hotel room, I'll just pop that thing into a HDMI port on the TV inside the hotel room and be able to do pretty much anything I want on that TV. That does sound like a good time to me. Um, so, but yeah, uh, Grushy, you were going to say something? Well, yeah, uh, I guess to me, I think we're you're, you're kind of, I don't want to say you're looking at it wrong, but uh, I think that uh, part of the point of Chromebit isn't so much... I think it basically is Chromeboxes have not done well. Um, and they haven't done well because they're kind of pointless. Uh, they're big. They're bulky. Uh, 
they really don't accomplish anything that's that special or unique. And so I think the Chrome bit's just an evolution of the idea. Basically, it's saying, hey, now it's smaller, now it's more convenient, and you can take it with you. Whereas that Chrome boxes were big enough that that wasn't really a, you know. And so pricing's not too much more. I mean, not too much, uh, yeah, not too much less on the Chrome bit than, you know, these Chrome boxes. But they're a lot more convenient. And, I, you know, Google has really, I think that they're going after, you know, once again, people who might have a monitor sitting around, you know, from their last computer, but now that they have a tablet and a smartphone, they don't really want to buy a new computer. But every once in a while, they wouldn't mind word process, you know, using their word processors, hype up a document, or during tax time doing this or doing that. Well, I have a monitor already. I already have a keyboard and a mouse. They're all USB compliant. Now I can just plug in this Chrome bit to the back of my monitor, and I have a cheap computer I can use for when I need it, you know? And so I think it's really more about appealing to those people who have, you know, because how many people have a monitor that would work, an HDMI monitor? I mean, yeah, maybe not as many, but uh, that they aren't using. I know I have several. I have two HDMI monitors. They're not being used now. You know, <laughs> well, I will say that I've run into those people who have gotten like a Chromecast. And this was when the Chromecast was first announced. And I remember people calling me like, how do I use this thing? And then I went to, you know, basically be tech support for them. And their TV did not Didn't have, have HDMI, HDMI ports. <laughs> I, I so suppose it does them. happen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess to me, I just, I think Google's just, Google very much is trying to get, you know, this kind of, trying to get their services to people who don't have them now. And I think the Chromebook's, Chromebook's just an extension of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Opening up to people. I have to agree with you completely. You know, it's just a, a transition and, a, you know, another option out there amongst other options. Mm. Uh, you don't need this device. It does not fill a niche, but it, it is a neat little unit to have. And, and if you're looking for something to, you know, to fill that empty slot on an unused monitor or TV, it, it sounds great. But uh, other than that, I mean... Right now, I believe Best Buy has the, uh, of course, this is going to be dated by the time anybody hears this podcast, but I mean, there's a Chromebook on sale right now for like $129, yep. uh, and you can pick up an HDMI cable for 5 bucks, and so essentially, for just a few dollars more than, you know, this Chrome Bit plus Bluetooth keyboard, you've got a portable device that is its own computer with screen that you can just hook into a computer and do the same stuff. Mm. Touche, you you win yeah. that one, sir. <laughs> I uh, not to uh, not to if you don't mind, Josh. I have a question I wouldn't mind asking people. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go not, for it. Not to hijack the. Um, I just have a. Not at all. We're co-hosts. It's not. A... <laughs> uh, if there was uh, like if if Google was listening, and you could give them, and this is for anyone, Beep. and you could give them tips <laughs> on what they could do differently with with like what functionality would you like to see on like a on a Chromebook or a Chrome OS. Uh, would you like to see, you know, Google Play full store? Would you like to see, you know, support for line? What What do you think that they should would add? You know, what What would you give them as advice to make Chrome OS more appealing when compared to like Microsoft's, you know, Windows and you know Mac and whatnot? Well, I'm going to take a bit of an off base answer on this one because I have been thinking about it since we were talking about like the Chromebook Pixel and whatnot. I was mm-hmm. there when the Chromebook Pixel was first announced and I remember seeing the specs on it and I thought, man, that's a great looking laptop with some pretty good specs. I won't necessarily be able to get too much done on that, not just because of Chrome OS, but because the specs themselves are not really geared towards the hardcore creative slash mm. gamer type. I want to see Chromebooks that have the specifications of a, let's say, Ultrabook, like the one I have right now. And um, perhaps maybe Google can start to push the idea that, you know, much like when Mac finally real, oh, when Apple finally realized, you know, there's just certain things that, that, that Windows will be able to do that our Mac OS won't be able to. And one of those main things was gaming. And um, eventually they created Bootcamp. I would love to see Google create some sort of, let's say, campaign or some sort of uh, software that will allow you to dual boot from one to the other. And wasn't there something where Chrome OS was a uh, was actually like a, you could try it out within your Windows? Uh, system yeah, yeah. Uh, if you have Windows 8, basically, you you pretty much if you go into uh, you know the Metro desktop or whatever you want to call their uh, you know start menu, um, and you uh, and you boot it as their as a start app it will come full screen it will basically have almost everything 
that uh, you could do on a Chromebook, other than like you can't change wallpaper, and there's a few other little things that are not the so same. If, but it's so pretty if they much bolstered that a little bit. I would love a dual booting system where if I needed to do the creative stuff, I could be in Windows. But if I wanted to tap into Chrome OS without having to reboot, then of course you could have that that simulator or whatever you want to call it, and it would tap into the Chrome OS side of the partition. I think that'd be awesome. And then when I just want to get some work done and have you know, because someone said uh, back at at uh, MWC. Uh, I think it was uh, Sasha over at Mobile Geeks uh, when we were on the podcast together. Um, he said, it's better to have a device that doesn't allow you to get distracted because it doesn't even have the capabilities of distracting you. So if you have like the Chrome OS just for work, I would be okay with that because I see the appeal of that. But for times when I do just want to sit down and play something, <laughs> I would dual boot into yeah, the um As an experiment, when it first when that functionality you know that you mentioned it first came out, I... Uh, started uh using that in in the metro uh desktop and exclusively like for like a week like i would not boot back it you know i was just using that interface and after a while you didn't notice it until you did you know what i mean like like when it came to just loading up like you know doing things like on wordpress for work and you know android authority you know just little stuff and just even personal stuff looking up social networks didn't notice it at all until all of a sudden you get the urge to play a game or do something and that's when you notice, when you notice hard. But you get what I'm, they did a good job with the interface, is what I'm saying. Like it feels like any other operating system, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's not. <laughs> <You know? laughs> All right. How about the rest of you guys? Um, mine's really quick, so I'll go. Um, <clears throat> Josh, you were talking about the ability to, you know, dual boot into other operating systems. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's kind of a copy of that idea, but vice versa. Um, instead of you know, me having to buy Google hardware and then, you know, go buy a copy of Windows and dual boot into Windows. I would much rather, I would much prefer to get a copy of Chrome OS and dual boot on my existing Windows hardware. Oh, yeah. You, um, yeah. I, you I think that would technically be, do that, by the way. I, I know I can technically do that. It's called Chrome Browser. And no, no, I use it. no you, you can do that <laughs> even more than that. Uh, the, the, just like, okay, you know how Chrome has... The open source side, Chromium, right? Yes. So does Chrome OS. There's Chromium OS. Oh, goody. So, <laughs> but the, the problem is, like many other Linux distros, you can do it. But, uh, like, I tried it once on one of my old HP laptops. It ran like crap. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that's Capably, part of the issue. All right, fine. I will rephrase that for Mr. I don't understand sarcasm Sorry. over there. <laughs> <laughs> A functioning, well-performing <laughs> Chrome OS there you go. Thank that you. I can I, dual boot with my Windows hardware. Because, you know, it's one of those things where it's difficult to even, you know, I mean, yeah, you can run the emulator, you can get the Chromium OS, or, you know, and, and I, I maintain that using Chrome browser is essentially using Chrome OS, you know, minus a few... Is large features especially with all the ram it takes up like you know you got four gigabytes of ram swallowed up into a browser it's running a freaking operating system i don't care what anybody says um but the idea that i can't test it i can't play with it i can't really do much with it unless i go and spend even if it's only 120 dollars, that's still 120 dollars that i have to you know sit down before i can even decide if i like this this operating system or not and that's really the number one deterrent for me for trying out chrome os is that i don't have a means to do so reliably uh without actually buying the hardware and you know if i end up not liking it then i just wasted 120 dollars on something i could have you know i could have gone to the movies like five times with that or something you know (laughs) i could have done something enjoyable with that instead i'm gonna you know sit around with this you know, if I, if I don't like it, this aging dusted dusted up Chromebook on my desk, going, why did I buy you? I hate you. You know, <laughs> my mistake staring me in the face every day, like this waterproof Bluetooth speaker that cost me twenty dollars and doesn't work anymore. <laughs> That's what you get for buying something at the checkout counter. I mean, come on now. <laughs> it was an Amazon add-on item. You know what? That's exactly the same thing. An Amazon <laughs> yeah, add-on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't realize that till just now. <laughs> oh, there you go, guys. There's your Joe's an idiot. We, or Joe, your Joe's an idiot thing for the week. Holy crap! I didn't. I didn't even think about it that way. In democracy. <laughs> yeah, you know, because if, if I want to try Linux, I can download 40, 50 different kinds of Linux. And if I want to try, you know, a, a Mac, I can, I mean, granted, I'd have to 
do some stuff to my computer, you know, get some something different there. But I mean, I can build a Hackintosh and, you know, get Mac for free and try it without. And I know it's piracy. I'm sorry. I don't condone that behavior, but I can try it before I go and spend three thousand dollars on a MacBook. But with Chrome, you know, there's no way to try. There's no really way to really immerse yourself and get into that kind of experience unless you buy the hardware as well. Because, I mean, like Grushy said, you know, the, the software just doesn't run that well outside of Chromebook hardware. And I, I think that's really disappointing. I'd like to, you know. Well, I mean, to, to, to be fair, though, the same goes for Hackintosh. You have to build the you have to make sure you have specific parts. And I'm sure you could have a great working Chromium OS experience, too, with the right hardware you know well, it's, i'd be okay with that but you know I, I don't know what the hardware is i don't know where they built the drivers i mean you know, you can go and yeah. find the hackintosh specs it's really easy an intel i blah with a g with the nvidia geforce gtx blah with you know and then you just have to figure out the the motherboard and the you know yeah just the motherboard at that point because it'll accept pretty much any ram and hard drive so mm. you know it, it's like you have to go shopping for one part otherwise you know I mean, my five-year-old laptop downstairs is Hackintosh compatible. So, you know, it's not, I mean, yeah, you do have to do some special stuff, but it's not that difficult to even accidentally build or own a computer that's Hackintosh compliant, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and head over to Feisty then. Um, I'm sorry, Grushy, can you reiterate your, can you say your your So basically, if you, could give, <laughs> if you could give Google advice and we, I kind of touched on this with Feist to an extent, but if you give them advice on how they could better um, either change it or market it or what they could do differently to make it more main, to give it more mainstream appeal, what would be the big things? Okay, there we go. Uh, I'm, uh, I hesitate to say these words, but I'm going to. Uh, they need to be a little bit more user friendly. Uh, now, certainly they're marketing all that stuff. Google, but, uh, Google user friendly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I mean, the, our podcast shuts the off focus, right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole marketing campaign of the Chromebook is its extreme simplicity, but to, to step it up to go beyond the the browser, so to speak, in Chrome OS, uh, it, it gets complicated. I mean. Linux people, you know, in the days of old Linux people, uh, you know, people used to be scared of it because you always had to go to the command line and, you know, it was difficult and you had to remember these weird codes and do these odd things and create your own drivers. And I don't think that's true anymore. Most, uh, you know, I mean, the bigger streams, I keep saying Ubuntu because that's where I get stuck at. But, uh, uh, you know, it works out of the box. You don't have to deal with all the, the stuff unless you want to. However, with the Chrome OS, I'd I'm going into the the terminal, so to speak, quite a bit. I'm running cross commands just to, to be able to get through, and not so much for day to day browsing. I mean, you can open up a a tab and go to Facebook or Google Plus, whatever it is for you. Uh, but if you want to do anything else, it it takes a bit of nerdy tweaking to get there, and I think that needs to be eliminated. Uh, I mean, it just needs to be a little bit more user friendly to do more stuff on the device. Uh, and then from there, I, I echo what you guys were talking about, at nerdy tweaking. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, comment here from one of the guys. Uh, uh, echoing what you guys said, you know, having that access, the, the dual boot kind of stuff, whether you take Chrome OS and dual boot it into your other computer or, or have this dual boot into a Microsoft OS for most people, um, let me quickly again explain how the the Linux, so to speak, dual booting works here. Uh, it's not an actual dual boot because, uh, again, Chrome OS is Linux-based. It has that same uh, Linux kernel. Uh, this Crouton program lets you, you uh, again, it just uh, basically boots the new OS into a window, if you will. Uh, it's a little bit more than that, but, you know, you just uh, control alt forward on your keyboard and you're into that entirely different uh, environment, and then control alt back, and you're you're back to the Chrome OS environment. Uh, kind of like a virtual that's machine. Great. Uh, you know, that's a great way to explain it. Yes, a virtual machine. Uh, ch root, if anybody is in the know cares, it's a ch root, so to speak, virtual machine. Uh, so I mean, it's not requiring you to shut down the machine and bring it back up as a dual boot setup. It just, I mean, it's there. 
And if the Windows programs that people are accustomed to and know and love were also available that easy, uh, I think this thing would be killer. However, it doesn't have it, and I end up slamming the lid closed and walking away from it quite often. Mm. It's the worst feeling to have to do something like that. He's just right. slamming, the, slamming the lid down saying, I'm done with you for today. We're done. Yeah, or in Joe's case, so it's like, it's I, almost, why are you here? I hate you. That was what Joe would say. <laughs> <laughs> you were here. I hate you. <laughs> and uh, it's just like the way Feisty explained it, it almost sounds like he has like, it's like, it's like having a fight with your girlfriend or something. Like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go in the other room and cool down because I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> you oh, get yeah. to sleep on the couch, Chromebook. Go for a, go for a walk. <laughs> yeah. It's time for bed, Chrome. <laughs> All right, well, that's great. Um, all right, well, awesome. The uh, we 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 have talked at length about Chrome OS, and it looks like we're we're pretty succinct in, in what we all thought about uh, Chrome in general. Um, personally, I think that 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 the Chromecast was a very was almost a game changer, and for the for the for the Chrome ecosystem to go forward, obviously, we're talking about something very different with Chrome OS and Chromebooks compared to the Chromecast. But you know, they're they're taking that form factor and trying to put it into something like the Chrome Bit. Uh, I don't know if um, Grushy, you had any more you wanted to cover on in the topic, um, or if we kind of covered it pretty adequately. Um, I mean, yeah, I think we covered most of the big things. I mean, there's definitely more that could be said, but I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I feel like. Uh, for me, I think Google's – if I had to give Google advice, I would just say that uh, keep doing what they're doing. I mean like they're uh, they're slowly bringing um, – like uh, they're slowly bringing Chrome app support to Android and they're relying more and more on web-based code. And I think the idea of someday – and I think that's where Google is heading is that uh, you'll be able to run the same app on your Windows machine, your Mac, your – uh, your your iPhone, your you know Android phone, your Chrome OS device, because it will all be ran through Chrome, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what Google's aiming for. They want the cloud to all run through Chrome, and it, it's they're already laid the groundwork, and I think they just need to keep doing what they've been doing. And uh, I actually I thought that Chrome OS was a stupid idea. I'll I'll admit it. I'll be I'll be quite frank. I, it wasn't that it was stupid. I just didn't see it would have enough appeal. I always liked the idea of cloud computing. I just I thought it was too early, and uh, was probably right. It was too early, but uh, Google wasn't Google didn't care about the immediate. They cared about the long game, you know. Yeah. And so I think they're just laying all the pieces, and I think each year we're going to see just a little bit more of that vision come forward. And I think eventually more and more people will say, "Yeah, they are going somewhere with this," and that's kind of cool, you yeah. know. And so, and Google and I has hope enough. That along... What's Sorry, that? Sorry, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say that uh, that uh, Google has enough resources that they can wait it out until it gets to where it needs to be. And I think that um, the competition will continue to shoot themselves in the foot in other ways. Um, you know, I think Microsoft has a good CEO finally, so that's helping them a little. But uh, a lot of damage was done with Windows 8. Even though I personally, and I know Joe personally, had no major issue with Windows 8, a lot of people did. And so Microsoft has been, you know. For the consumer side, for the business side, it still is great. But for the consumer side, it's lost a lot of faith from people. And, a lot of uh, people hate change. Yep. <laughs> That's the problem. Well, and even on Mac, I mean, Macs have seen a lot of growth. But I think that growth starting to – it doesn't seem like it's as, as crazy as it was for a few years. It seems like it's starting to, you know – taper it's off the, and just it, it's the same thing with their iphones the people who buy macbooks are going to buy macbooks forever mm-hmm. and but i don't think who, it's growing know, more people anymore is what i'm saying for a while i was going through this you know nexus of chain you know uh where the people were just jumping aboard and switching over and i think i think it's slowing down a bit and uh so i think that google just needs to play play their long game and keep it going and so yeah i think we did a great great job you know i jonathan i think you had some things you wanted to say though Oh, I just wanted to add on kind of what you were saying there is, uh, and speaking to the hardware side of it, which I know isn't really Google's control, but uh, I think there needs to be more options. Uh, you had mentioned, you know, having a really high-end machine where the Pixel is, you know, fairly high-end as far as the Chromebook goes, uh, but let's just look at the price point. Right now, you can get pretty much every Chromebook for less than 300 or the Pixel for over 1000 Where's the middle ground? Where's the the five hundred, the eight hundred dollar units? Amen. You know that that's all. Mm-hmm. That that is yeah. No mid range. It's either super high end or super low end. I agree. 
All right, great. Well, that should probably do it for this week's edition of the Friday Debate Podcast by Android Authority. We are, of course, talking about, or we just talked about, Chrome OS, Chromebooks, Chromebit, Chromecast, who knows what will be next, Chrome Fridge, and, <laughs> and we're, we're talking about uh, their implications on it. Now, there was one aspect of this question that I did want to get into, but I actually think I'm still pushing for Grushy to approve, uh, approve this one day, that we talk about security in terms of mobile and uh, the whole idea of you know the cloud and and all your data is in the cloud. We have had hacks in the past and stuff like that. Maybe that'll be an aspect for that particular show sometime in the future. Um, but security, when it comes to uh, uh, security, when it comes to uh, mobile computing, is something that I'm really kind of into because it's really interesting to me that someone's life could get ruined basically because of some data that got kind of shot up into the air, and all of a sudden someone was able to pull it back down. But in any case, uh, Chrome. Chromebooks, uh, in terms of uh, Feisty being the only person who has it, uh, you know, he was able to give us a lot of good insight on it, and we gave our opinions on the rest. Uh, so, as always, make sure you listen to the Friday Debate Podcast and all of the different podcast networks. If you are on the YouTube version, as per usual, there's a card over on the corner, so you can find our link to the Friday Debate Podcast post at androauthority.com and find yourself some links to all of our social media websites and also to download the podcast to one of your podcast programs if you're not using one already, like Pocket Cast, Stitcher, uh, and any of the rest, like uh, even iTunes. Uh, we are actually going to start taking some feedback from our fans. Uh, we're going to probably put some sort of poll, as Andrew was telling me right before the show, uh, in order for you guys to give us maybe different topics that you want to hear us talk about or even just have some questions for us. Maybe we'll do some sort of a Q&A episode when we get enough questions from the fans. Uh, so make sure you keep it tuned uh, for that. Go on to our social media and uh, tag us in your tweets when you're listening to the Friday Debate podcast or just talk about it with the hashtag FD. Uh, that should pretty much do it, and we will see you guys next week. Uh, we're probably going to record earlier in the week next week because I'm actually going to be gone uh, by Friday uh, off to just a tiny little mini vacation for myself. So we'll probably record a little bit earlier next week, and hopefully with a couple of solutions I have in place, I'm not going to have those audio issues I had last week that, that made me do a double feature for today. So I hope you guys are enjoying both episodes of the Friday Debate that are coming out today. That should do it for episode number 11 of the Friday Debate Podcast. And guys, we'll go ahead and do our outro. Thank you so much for listening and for watching on our YouTube channel and for reading on AndroidAuthority.com. And don't forget to stay tuned to all of those different channels because Android Authority is your source for all things Android. 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 <laughs> Woo! <laughs>